and it is one of those things where genuinely I like I could not sit here and give you an honest answer about everything that happened in there because I will get in trouble. And the first thing he said to me is like, oh, we've met before. And I was like, have we? And he was like, yeah, I did Creepy Case After Dark last year. And I was like, all right. And he was like, yeah, you had your tongue, tongue in my ear. Oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. Don't look down. Welcome. Hello and welcome back to the Don't Look Down podcast. Today we have a very special guest, James Ramon Baker from Thought Park, Friday Nights 2020. You may recognize him as Lucas Buckwheat from Creek Freaks Unchained. Uh, I think we're going to get straight in. Thank you very much for joining us today. That's um, right. Thank you very much for inviting me. I think first place to start, in terms of Fright Nights, what was the audition process like? So that's a common question that comes up a lot, um, whether it's from people that aspiring to do it themselves or just enthusiasts that are just more interested in wanting to know more about what goes into it. Um, so I can only speak about my personal audition process. Um, so obviously, Something that some people might not know is you don't, when you audition for Fright Nights, you don't audition for an attraction. You don't say, I want to be uh, in Life of Four, Amity, Roots of Evil, whatever it is. You audition to get into the Fright Nights cast and then you're placed and that's how it works. So when they audition you, they have to bear all these things in mind because they're all very different um, IPs. So obviously if they're going to consider you for Amity and Life of Four, it's dance troops. They need to see you can dance. So everybody does a dance audition for a start. Um, you do about 30 to 60 seconds worth of, chore of the choreography and everybody does that. And you know, that ranges from some people come in as dancers and they, that's specifically what they want. Um, some people have triple threats and you know, then that gives the casting team more places where like ideas of where they can put them. Um, and some people come in and they're weak, weaker dancers and, and stronger actors, which is more the category I fall into. I have danced but it's not like a strength or something that I would sell myself on particularly. Yeah. Uh, everyone has to give it a go. Um, so obviously there's that element. Uh, a lot of it is improv because that is 90% of, of the attractions. Obviously you have certain attractions that have set bits of scripts. Um, you look to Roots of Evil, uh, for an example, you know, that opening, that's kind of structured in, you have certain characters that will always say the same thing. The actor yeah. may put their own charm on it and their own spin on it, as every actor should in my opinion. But by and large, it's a, it's a set story. Um, Amity and Lycanport, they, they have... You know, they have their IP and they have obviously the story going on the rivalry between the schools. But other than that, you know, they have their characters, but it's pretty open to what they can say, you know, other than, you know, trying to stay with the IP if you're a jock, yeah. if you're a geek, if you're whatever you are. Yeah. Um, Creek is a perfect example of just, you, you could say anything. Um, I've said this yeah, before, yeah. you know, there, there, there were no set scripts for Creek. So, you know, so, although certain actors, myself included, had certain monologues and buzzwords we would go back to and repeat from time to time, a lot of it was improv. And if a guest comes through and interacts and says something to you that doesn't necessarily fit the things you usually say, you have to work with that. So a lot of the audition process is improv and they'll give you a character and they'll say, I'm the guest, come and talk to me in your character. Yeah. And, they'll, and they'll say, this time you're a jock, this time you're, you're a buckwheat, this time you're this, you're that, the other. And they, they'll test your diversity in like the ways you can act. So that's oh. part of it. And then as well as the improv, which is talking, obviously a lot of it is moving, you know, like you look at all yeah. the different characters from, look at Fearstable, you know, like such different characters that all move in completely different ways. You know, some of the, you've got the, I forget the name, but what was the name of the character that was like the dog with the ball in his mouth with uh, the chain? You know who I'm talking about, don't you? No, I didn't go yeah. to Fright Nights. No, hopefully, so, hopefully, you didn't, you didn't go. Well, uh, someone, uh, I'm sure if you're watching this, people will know uh, who I mean. But obviously, his energy is all over the place. And, you know, yeah. 
some, whereas some of the characters are slower. So they, they check for your ability to do different things, moving different ways. You know, a lot of audition processes for it generally just involve, right, move across the room, but do it in a creepy way, whether that includes crawling, whether that it's a run and stop, whether that's moving very slowly. And yeah. they just, it's more checking your creativity yeah. Uh, as an actor so that that's probably the best way i can describe the audition process obviously this year it was slightly different because of we were in a pandemic so they had to yeah. do everything safely with less numbers so there were only about i think i think only six people were in my actual audition and they just had uh, multiple days so they yeah. think of the amount of work that the staff at Fort, the casting team the amount of days that they had to do because like there were over 100 friday nights actors and not yeah. everyone auditions gets the job and yeah. you're only seeing, you know, six people at a time, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know what the others were like. Then that's a lot of, that's a lot of, it is a lot. Going through a lot of people's yeah. place. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the best way I can describe That's from my experience of it. Yeah. And I think in previous years it was basically the same, but you'd have probably more yeah. people in the room at a time. So, obviously, you were selected for Creek Freaks Unchained. Um, in terms of your character, because I believe they all ha you all had different characters. Obviously, yours was Lucas Buckley. Were you involved in the creation of that? Did you get to kind of contribute to how he acted, or? Yeah, absolutely. That's so. Uh, that's a, a thing I would say. Like, and that's that's a major appreciation to the staff and the creative team at Paul because they gave us complete creative freedom. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like if there were times where maybe someone was doing something they didn't like. They might have had a quiet word with that actor. Like, you know, they're, they're good people. They, they don't feel the need to yeah. stop in front of the whole cast and go, you're, what you're doing is wrong. Um, yeah. You know, they might pull you aside. And it's always constructive criticism. It comes from the creative team, our show captain, Josh. And it might be like, I see what you're doing. Maybe try it like this or, or yeah. give this a go. But by and large, they gave us complete freedom to try different things. And my, like my character, for an example, and I've, I've said this in my own blog and Q&A that I did about my time there. Of course. My character yeah. was very extreme for a buckwheat, but very, very yeah. extreme, almost to the to the level of I was worried that like he wasn't going to fit as part yeah. of that. Because yeah. you know, when you're acting like when you're crawling, for an example, a lot, and you know with the black eyes, and a lot of people make comparisons to the sleepers from Platform 15, yeah, um, yeah. And, the, and the way they like to scare, and and you know I wasn't ignorant to that. I knew that was a thing, but it was more of a matter of I, I have certain techniques and ways that I like to scare, and because they said to us try things, I was like, well, let me try and create a character that fits my style of scaring, the things I want to do, different types, different tones of voice, having bits and you know slapping yeah. yourself and crawling and all this sort of stuff um so i was like okay well let's put it in the real world you know you know let, let's say he's got a split personality and he's and their anxiety attacks that he's having or like i, I put in this backstory that he was the one of the buckwheats that was beaten by the other buckwheat he was like the joke he was like they felt he was weird and they would take out, out on yeah. him a lot of the time and that's why he's yeah. covered in bruises and that's why he's just a bit messed up in the head because he's like been abused for years. He's developed this split personality. So I was like, let's just make, let's make it make sense. And that, that he is a member of the family. He's just a bit extra. Um, yeah. And like I said, you know, major appreciation to the creative team and stuff because I like, I guarantee if they, if they didn't like what I was doing or weren't happy with what I was doing in any way, or it felt like it didn't fit more, should I say, they'd have told me. Like, the, yeah. the, you know, Creek Freaks, yeah. so famous from last year. It debuted so strongly, so, so strongly. Shout out to the entire original cast um, who, like, had this baby, this fresh new baby, and they just made it. Like, it's it's a brand in itself now. Yeah, you know, yeah. I would argue 
you know, and yeah. I would argue Creek is a brand in itself. If they, I am massively daydreaming. Um, but like, imagine, you know, they announced in 10 years, we're opening up a theme park sized Creek Freak IP. Ooh. And the whole thing is like a collection. <laughs> you've got actors everywhere. And it's like, you've got the sawmill and then this is the town and this is this, and this is different locations in this area that the buckwheats have just taken over. And again, I'm massively daydreaming, but like <laughs> that would, that would sell. Yeah, you know, yeah, like so yeah. many people were like, "What?" You know, like, and, and it's become a big brand yeah. again. Uh, that is in no small part thanks to the amazing work that the team did last yeah. year. Um, so, so yeah, they're protective of it, and rightfully so. You know, it's it's their baby. You know, Steph, who's the creator, like it's her, it's her brainchild, and she's one of yeah. the one of the main people. Yeah, that you know, that's her baby. Like, if yeah. she's not gonna let anyone mess with that in a, in a way yeah. that's gonna jeopardize it. And rightfully so, if it was my baby, I would feel exactly the same way. Um, so yeah, fair play to them for saying to us, have a play, be creative and try things. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky in the sense that, you know, I went very extreme, but they, they seemed happy with it. I never got told to stop doing anything I was doing. Yeah. I wasn't smacking my head against things. I was told to stop doing things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but by and large, they, they had faith in all of us. And the last comment I want to make about the character creation is that a big part of why Lucas works is because of the rest of the cast. If they weren't selling my character for me and helping me sell it, and I'll get went by that. I give you case in point examples where, like Rory, for an example, one of the one of the actors who played Sammy Buckwheat. You know, he used to get like if he was at the beginning of the maze, sometimes he would give a monologue where he would talk about me and be like, "Oh, you want to watch out for my brother?" You know, we've always been the, the hell out of him, and he's got like, and he would set it for me. And if another actor was in the same area as me, they would say things to like help sell my character and make me fit in. And if I didn't have them doing that. I would have stuck out like a sore thumb and someone like, yeah. people would be like this actor's from the wrong way and he's just from the wrong way. Um, so, you know, massive shout out to them. And at the same time, if all the actors were doing what I was doing, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't be Creek Freak anymore. If every yeah. single person was being a Lucas, wouldn't work. You need, you need um, shades of, shades of red. You need, uh, light and dark you need some characters that move slower and talk slower and you need everything in between you know i think that that's what makes creek you've got such a diverse set of characters so yeah yeah the, the very long answer to your question but yes they they yeah. gave us pretty much complete um character creation and they yeah. helped make suggestions where that where they felt it needed but no by and large big up to them for their faith yeah well this year i think uh it's amazing what they done with Creek Freak obviously we had the maze couldn't open it and I thought the fact that they actually brought that outside and again yeah. Steph mentioned the four zones in the maze yeah it's like the beginning bit the supplies the moonshine bar and then the run out at the end yeah and I think but I think the way they did it as opposed to like you had a route it wasn't just they had props everywhere I think it was amazing and I think that gave you as an actor obviously a lot more stuff to play with in 100%. terms of what to do and I think I don't I think it's a brilliant brand and I, I really can't wait to see what they do in the future and I can't wait to get back in a maze. Oh you and you and me both man like and that's that's the thing. Like I I feel like my my work is unfinished purely on the basis that I want to be in I want to be in the middle. I need I want to go in that saw maze because that was a big part of um what brought me made me make the jump to fork in the first place. Some of there were among other reasons but a big one was the first time seeing that first 
Jack Silverstone video of Creed, the first one that went yeah. on the main run with just incredible cast of actors, um, some of which are friends of mine, people I've worked with in the past. And I watched that with just jaw dropped and I was just like, this is incredible. Like what, what a fantastic idea, what theming, what an incredible cast. And I was just like, I have to do this. I have to be in, like, obviously I did it myself. I experienced it when I went to Friday Nights yeah. last year. Yeah. But that, that was after having seen it. But just from the moment of seeing the video, I was like, I need, I need to be in this maze as an actor. Yeah. Um, so then yeah. obviously that not being able to happen this year, you know, one, I wasn't, I didn't even know if I'd get Creek. And then two, they would bring it outside. Obviously there was an era of like, oh man, I don't get to be in the mill. But at the same time, that, that, that sadness very quickly evaporated when they told yeah. us what their idea was and how we were going to be like completely out in the open and have all this space. Because it's the thing, like the space is a big difference because you know a big part of why people love Creek is the chainsaw chase. But really, in the mill, other than the run out at the end, there's not really yeah. many places where you can be chased because it's all narrow corridors and turnings. Like they might be able to get you a little bit and like get you with a scare with the chainsaw. But unless you're in that final area running down the ramp, you don't get that thrill of actually running like yeah. for a substantial amount of time and there's still someone behind you with a chainsaw. Um, and we got to do that all the time because you had yeah. massive wide open spaces and you could chase someone and did, we did chase people right from the beginning all the way through the maze at times, you yeah. know, and sometimes yeah. even further, you know, and it's a thrill and like in it and like the spacing gives you so much more freedom in that yeah again I, uh it's something that steph mentioned last year in the maze she said that it was it was really nice to be able to build the maze from the ground up because you could have yeah. ways where you could get the same person twice with all the act corridors and things um and i think the way you've done that outside as well is you can really just follow someone so they've got no idea where you come from um yeah. and i think that's that's a really important part of the maze, which makes it a personal experience for you. I think this year, with the new, obviously the new setting, the outside, mm -hmm. I think it, 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 does, it does work as a scare maze. And I think I'm very happy that they actually brought the Creek Creek brand back, even though yeah. they couldn't open the mill. Absolutely. Like, and the thing is, like, it would have, if they had opened the mill and just made it like, the, like with all the restrictions they would have needed to have put into place because of those narrow corridors and like you'd have had so many, so few um, guests coming through at a time and they can't touch you or come that close to you. Like it would, and Steph said, said this to me uh, when I, I spoke to her about it one day uh, during the run, she was like, it was, it, it would be, it would be unfair to that first year to bring it back and not be able to live up to yeah. the hype and the expectation that was built from the previous year yeah. and do it at 50%. Um, don't get me wrong, like you could have still had an incredible team of actors in there who would have like done their very best, but you know, it just wouldn't have been the same. Better to do something new, uh, brand like make it a new experience, develop it, and you know, and think about how hyped people are gonna be to get in the mill next year. Like that's gonna be people's yeah. like I think a lot of people stand out right the first one we're doing at three o'clock or whatever time. Yeah. <laughs> We're like we're getting creep straight away because it yeah. just will. Like I said, like we said, it, it's become a brand. So yeah, yeah. In terms of you mentioned your your kind of move to Thorpe. You were previously at Chessington for three years, I believe you said. Yeah. What did you What did you do at Chessington? What attractions? Different different yeah. roles did you have? So uh, it was actually my introduction to scare acting in general. My first time. Uh, I was in Creepy Capes. Um, okay all three years uh it's first year i was in the original cast and then the following two this first year <laughs> becca did mention you in that <laughs> I did. very good in that yeah yeah 
Oh, right. Thank you for, yeah, I, I, to be honest, uh, it was it was amazing. Um, I, I could talk for ages about uh, caves. It was such a, an, it was a life-changing experience for me, like uh, as, as an actor, because my training and my interest uh, towards acting and entertainment was always more geared towards singing and musical theatre. I still yeah. loved acting, but like my dreams were all, I want to be in the West End, I want to be in Les Mis and to uh, do a big show tours and things like that. That was kind of my goal for, for a very, very long time. TV and film and those sort of things never really tick, like, took my fancy. I was always like, yeah, of course I'd do it. It came along, but it wasn't what I was aiming for. Um, yeah. And then I did Creepy Caves. My, my old agent um, phoned me and was like, oh, it's just a month of work. You're scare acting um, at Chesington in a, a new attraction. It's, it's this much money and it's only four weeks of work. Yeah. And, you know, as an actor, not every job you do is your dream job. Sometimes you do things because, you know, it's a hard industry and you've got to yeah. pay the bills. And at the time, I, I will admit to, like, not being particularly infused by it. I think my reason for that was I'd only ever done one scare maze myself as a guest before that. And I was in my yeah. own maze and it was at Fulp. It was, I'm not sure if it was over Friday nights or anything, but I don't even know how long Friday nights has been going on for, to be honest. But it was the sore maze. Uh, but it was back when you had to put your hands on shoulders and it was in a big tent and there was a room with the uh, the scene from Saw 1 with the bathtub. Um, and yeah, it was just a short experience and they were grabbing your ankles, the actors. and yeah. like that. It wasn't a great experience. It was my one and only time doing it. Uh, maybe it was, maybe I maybe I just had a bad run. You know, oh, yeah. as like, anyone that's done scare attractions multiple times will know not every run is as good as the other. You know, you yeah. get... It's hit and miss depending on the actors you come across, how yeah. busy it is, things like that. So maybe I just got a bad run. Perfectly willing yeah. to accept that. But it was my first and only experience. Wasn't too impressed. So when I got the opportunity to do it, and this is like years later, I was a bit like, eh, it's not really my thing, but it's a short man. Uh, it's a short job and it's money. Give it a go. And my opinion just did a, like, just completely flip so quickly. It was like nothing I'd ever done before. And I'm lucky enough that I've done a variety of, different types of jobs where I can make the comparison and say there's nothing like scare acting when it comes to or for, for me there's nothing like scare acting when it comes to the thrill and the adrenaline and uh, but in general in terms of just audience reaction you know like you 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 on, on a stage in a theater performing lame is yes you can make people feel all sorts of emotions I've been on both sides of the stage and the audience have felt that but it's just something different about scare acting, man, and when you're doing a good run. Yeah. It just changed my life. It changed my life because yeah. my focus more now more in my career has now been a bit, uh, more game for towards TV and film and, and game, but more in the sense of I'd like to do voiceover for a yeah. video game and I'd like to do like the mocap acting for like, I'd love yeah. to play. Like you look at uh, people like Andy Circus with their Gollum, Ben Cumberbatch in Smaug, or you like think of shows like Game of Thrones, like The Night King. Or The Witcher, if you've seen that, the sort of creatures and all that sort of stuff and mocap yeah. and video games like that to me now is like that. That's kind of my yeah main yeah. goal now. I, I don't know if I, I still have my West End dreams, but that's kind of my change, my focus. And scare acting did that for me. Uh, so I had three wonderful years in Creepy Caves, and it was it was it was amazing. And uh, yeah, it will always have a, a big uh, special place in my heart. So obviously, you were just talking about how you did Creepy Caves, and of course, the the main point of this is that you did Creep Freaks Unchained. What would you say your favourite was, and what would you like to maybe do in future, or would you like to stick to Creep Freaks? Right. So in terms of what your favourite is, like it would be unjust of me not to say. 
like, and that question comes up a lot, and and it's totally understandable. But they are such different experiences. Um, it's a it's a different game. We talked about how with freak, uh, at least my um, experience of freak this year, being out in the open, a zone compared to a maze where you've where it's like creepy caves or the mill where it's all narrow corridors. It yeah. changes the game completely. Like, and it, it's not just a small thing. Like because you've got all these hidey holes you can use. Um, you also have the benefit of like caves in particular because it is actually a cave. Yeah. Noise just echoes and resonates everywhere. Yeah. So you can use your voice a lot more um, and you don't even have to be in front of somebody. Um, also the fact that this year was done under no, like we're not even just no touching, but no getting close at all. You know, that changes things. You know, when I was doing caves, you know, I'd, I'd be, I'd have you up against the wall my nose is pressed right next to you and you know that that in itself people break you know so yeah. it changes your experience in terms of how you scare so they really are different um i'll talk specifically about like obviously the main creepy caves you couldn't touch people but there was an extra experience that was done during its third year last year it's called creepy caves after dark yeah <laughs> yeah you, you're familiar with it yeah uh, i've seen videos of it yeah You've seen videos. Never, you say you've seen videos. I've never done it. Have, have you seen any videos from actually inside, or are they more like just people running out and stuff like that? Because I As can't find any videos of people inside. And no, you like, know what? I saw a video Becca of spiders. I've, I've seen a video of spiders, not creepy caves. Yeah, spiders you're talking about. Yeah, um, I, would, I would never do a scare maze, though. No, but uh, <laughs> Becca did say there was lots of people being carried out and just thrown out. Yeah, <laughs> I remember her mentioning that, actually. Um, yeah, it was um, it was it was mad, boys. It was mad. <laughs> um, yeah, you had to pay you had to pay a tenner extra to do it. Uh, it was uh, the last hour or so or more if we needed more time for the people booked on for the day. And um, had to sign a wafer. Yeah, you had to sign a waiver. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's bad man. It's bad. And this waiver did like I'm not exaggerating when I do say it said things along the lines of you you accept that you will be dragged carried oh my uh, god pushed. um it was very yeah it was mad mate wow. <laughs> um, and we didn't even know what was happening uh, at first like i came along third year of cage what it was going to be you know the same as always which is always brilliant and then they i think it was like a couple of days in rehearsal like yeah we're adding a vip experience where um basically you're you're allowed to do whatever you want to them um <laughs> Uh, Within uh, reason. With, yeah, I'll just I'll, remind the viewers, it's a children's park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> why people are so, so surprised? Because even basic creepy cage is kind of a bit much for a, for a children's park. But after dark, like even at Friday nights, I think would have been. Let's put it this way: the things we were doing, it was extreme. Um, <laughs> and it is one of those things where genuinely, I like, I could not sit here and give you an honest answer about everything that happened in there because I will get in trouble. It's that bad, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, oh. like, it was it was mad. Like it was in it was. It, if you ever did creepy caves after dark, you know. Um, it's funny actually. Um, shout out to Sam Scott, who you might be familiar with. He was yeah. in Creep this year as well. He's a bit of a Friday Night's legend. Um, it was my first. Well, I thought it was my first time meeting him in first day of rehearsals this year. Um, I'd never met the lad. I know his name, but the first thing he said to me is like, "Oh, we've met before." And I was like, "Have we?" And he was like, yeah, I did Creepy Caves After Dark last year. And I was like, all right. And he was like, yeah, you had your tongue tongue in my ear. Oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. 
That's what, what a beautiful blossoming start to, to a friendship. And you know what? We uh, it became my absolute boy during the run, and he's an absolute legend. Shout out to Sam Scott. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, like it, it was mad what we were doing to people, man. Absolutely insane. And like, I'm sorry, but like, there's not many things in my life I can compare with that experience. And it's not fair to come to like when you get asked what what did you enjoy more. It's not fair to compare that experience of After Dark in the caves, being able to literally like go nuts at people. Yeah. Um, and like they've signed their life away. And uh, let me make the point of saying we no one was hurt. No one yeah, was right. ever no one was ever hurt. Like I, I, I was going to say seriously hurt, but I would say not even hurt. Like really, you know, I think more people were like you. People were shook up. Mentally people were damaged. terrified. People were, ter people were terrified, that's, and that's exactly what they paid money for. So, yeah, just to make a point, no one was hurt. Um, but, enough. yeah, it was, it was intense. And it's not fair to compare that experience with, with Creek outdoor. as much as I loved Creek, and it's definitely it's one of the proudest things I've ever done in, in, in my career. Hands up, I'll, I'll say that straight away. Uh, but it was, they're so different things, other than the fact that it's scare acting. It's not fair to say I prefer this or the other. So that question I'm, I'm not going to give an answer to, but I would just... Yeah talk so heavily about how they're just both such great experiences but for, for different reasons and yeah. that was the cool thing about this year you know it gave me a chance to scare act out in the open you know i'd only ever done it in a cave before yeah. so you know that, that was a learning experience and just yeah. fantastic to do. i won't i won't lie when i was a i was a child and i went through um creepy caves and it used to be a little walkthrough with all the animals <laughs> and now yeah. it's a all the creepy crawlies Utterly terrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I uh, I remember going through it the first time, and oh, I just I just I just kind of like this is this is like <laughs> it's mad. It a uh, normal experience. I, I assume you did. Do you know what year you went? Was it the, the normal one? Um, I did it last year. Last year, um, okay, yeah. The first time I didn't manage to get through it this year. I went on the wrong day. It wasn't open on that. Day. I didn't either, unfortunately. I really wanted to. I was really hoping on one of my days off from Friday nights I would get the opportunity. Um, but that, the one day I probably could have gone. Um, I, was, I was dying. I like. I needed. I needed the day off. I couldn't have gone out of bed and done a trip to Chesterton and gone and done scare mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I needed yeah. rest. Um, which I am gutted about. I would love to have seen it. Uh, obviously, I've seen photos and I've seen clips like the video that uh, that Kieran yeah, really. did. Um, you know that it just looks sick. Like yeah. big up all of them. You know. So I'm I'm gutted I didn't get to experience it. Well, but, uh, um, they uh they are meant um. Becca did mention there's a full, a full run, run through, video. a I've full run video. Yeah, I have heard rumours. I like um, anything in case that wasn't public knowledge because I've heard that from more through the actors. Um, but yeah, if it is more known, then fair enough. But yeah, that's cool. I, I look forward to seeing that when it comes out. But yeah, a lot of love for that, mate. A lot, a lot of love. Is it, there's the full runs at Towers as well. All the ones never done Towers. Never like I've, no, I've, I've never I've, done the mazes. No. No, I've never um, done the majors, and I've only ever even been once. I was at uni. Uh, I went to uni in Hull, uh, which is obviously a bit closer up north. Um, and me and a load of my uh, flat housemates, we did a trip uh, to Alton for one of their birthdays, and it ended up being a day that it was just torrential rain, so half the things were closed. So I like, <laughs> even though I've been, I kind of say, oh, I've never been because I've not really experienced it properly. Yes, yeah, I would love to do some to to go to Scarefest as a guest. I heard. Brilliant things, videos I've seen are fantastic. Toxic Junkyard looks incredible. That looks like a bit of me. Um, so yeah, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be cool to, to, to do. Um, what was the second part of your question about, about the future and what I'd like to do? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, so like like we talked about not long ago, in terms of like big dreams, you know, like I would love to play a, like, yeah, you know, if, if you're gonna say like pick a dream, anything you want, then I'd be like, okay, I want to be a creature in like some big Hollywood film, like a Lord of the Rings or a Harry Potter, like something on that level, and like yeah, just playing like like or even just voicing like the character of some weird or like messed up. Like I like villains. That's just what I'm drawn to. Like, there's sort yeah. of characters that, even like from my musical theatre days, like I say that as a big thing in the past, it's not, but like from more my career before scare acting, I was always cast as villains, you know, and that suits me fine. That's exactly, I find them interesting characters, yeah. um, you know, and, you know, at the same time as an actor, you kind of have to play to what you've got, you know, and like, if you know me personally, anyone knows me personally knows that I'm the, I'm the biggest soppy. Like, look, my I mean, direct background, for goodness sake, there's Pokemon everywhere, and it's the most yeah. stuff in the world. <laughs> Like, it's not who I am as a person, but to look at me, I do have that, like, I'm tall, slim, beard, deep voice, you know, that's the characters that suit me generally, yeah. are the, like, the villainous, you know, the, the bad guys, you know, so and the creepy people, like Lucas and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah so a character that reflects that sort of style in, like, a series or a film or something like that, that would be amazing uh, to voice over a video game. Uh, like that, like video games have always been a big part of my life, you know, and not just, you know, on a big level, like big story video games like Metal Gear Solid and God of War and things like that, that have really like helped me through like bad stages in my life. I'm a big, a big advocate for, you know, video games and TV and film and the art in general can like help you through bad times. And that's what it's done for me. You know, it's one of the reasons I aspire to be in it because it meant yeah. so much to me for my life. Um, and I think a voice actors like David Hayter, who, made, who voices Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid series I mentioned, or Troy Baker or um, Mark Hamill was the Joker in the Arkham games. Incredible performances. And like that as a job would be amazing to do. Uh, but obviously these are all big dreams. You know, these are all kind of like far-fetched, you know, like, who knows how likely they are to happen in the immediate future? Uh, I don't know. I, I said this in my own video. Would I like to come back next year to Friday nights and do and play Lucas in Creek Freak in the sawmill? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That would be unless something else came along that was massive, like in like, like the dream I just portrayed you. Unless someone came along and said, "Hey, do you want to be in a new Netflix uh, series of The Witcher and play this weird creature?" Yeah, sorry, Creek Freak, I'm gone. <laughs> but, uh, but by, unless, but that's not going to happen. Um, but by and large, would I like to do that? Absolutely. But there's a number of factors. You know, no one's guaranteed a slot in the next year's cast. That's happened before. Some people have been got in one year and not the next, or the others like got not got in and then got like they like to switch things up. They also like to put different actors in different mazes every year. You get yeah. the time where people will stay. Uh, but by and large, they like to switch it up, and hey, that is not a bad decision by any means. Because I know, like, let's talk about the Creed cast from last year again. There was a lot of love for, like, certain people and characters in that maze, and, you know, like, pe that people were upset that certain people didn't come back. Shout out to Tiger. Um, massive shout out to Tiger, who was, like, one of the, who's a friend of mine, one of the big actors in that maze that, like, a lot of people liked his character and were ashamed that he didn't come back. But if they did all come back, yeah, I'm sure it would have been just as amazing, if not more. But you wouldn't have got this fresh new bunch of cast of characters to me and like a change in the story or like development of it. Like, did you want the same attraction by the same cast in the same way year after year after year? Yeah. Probably not. You know what I mean? So like as much as I get it, you know, if it comes to pass that next year, not myself and none of us are put in Creek because even if we are back at Friday night, they might not put us in there because... They want to give new people a chance or, yeah. you know, shout out to yeah. you know, actors in the other attractions, you know, let's not, 
let's be real, <coughs> there are plenty, plenty, plenty of other actors in that, in, in, in other casts, that if you gave them the, if you gave them my character brief, be a split personality psycho who crawls and runs around and acts like a complete nutcase, yeah. so many of them could, could do that perfectly well, miles better than I did it. It just yeah. so happened that they were put in, I don't know, like Roots of Evil, let's take an example, Fantastic Maze, but some of the uh, actors in there on a rotation have to play a bush. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you're not always the one that's giving the monologue at the beginning or getting to do like the, 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 the big stuff that you as a guest will remember particularly. Sometimes yeah. on your hour rotation, you'll do all the bush that just shakes it for a minute. And that is not a fair representation of your ability as an actor. You know, <laughs> it can be frustrating. Like, absolutely. Imagine um, when Stilkstone comes around with the camera or the big YouTubers or whatever, and that's the one day that you're playing the bush or playing the, <laughs> put, it, put it in any attraction, playing the character that isn't doing a lot. That's yeah. so destroying, you know, and yeah. you can, like, you know, appreciate the actor for that because they're like, I'm, I'm so much, not in an arrogant way, but they, they are capable of so much more and it's, that's all they get to showcase at that time. So Freak and myself in particular were very lucky that we had the creativity and the freedom to do all the, and go completely nuts. So shout out to every actor in the cast, man. But yeah, my, coming back to my point, could be someone that when you went through Roots of Evil was playing a bush, next year is a buckwheat and creates the most insane character you've met. So, yeah. you know, it should change everything. But would I like to come back and do it? Because I'm, and this is going to be my argument to them. I haven't done Creek Creek Massacre. I was in Creek Creek Unchanged. It's a different thing. Put me in it. But um, that may not happen, you know. And if that's the case, then absolutely fair play. And, good luck, and like, you know, top respect to next year's cast, where I'm sure we'll smash it too, you know, and bring you guys something different. So, yeah. You know, would I like to come back and do it? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that would be more more my short term. Um, but I like to write as well. You know, if we're talking dreams, I'd, I'd like I'd like to create my own maze um, one day. I wouldn't mind being on a creative team either at Fulp or any of the places around the UK that have scare attractions. And I'd, I'd like to be on a creative team, be able to pitch ideas and write scripts and stuff like that. You know, so there's lots of things yeah. I want to do, Matt. I'm I'm very lucky. Some people get to a certain age and they 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 have no idea what they want to do with their life. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thank I'm lucky that from a very very young age I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and yeah, that that vision has changed over the years, but it's always been like things that I wanted to do, and I'm right yeah. now I want to do so many different things that I could. I probably already talked about it for 20 minutes and could do more, and I'm going to save you, uh, yeah. you and your viewers the, the the trouble. But yeah, man, there's a lot of things I'd like to do, and I'm just kind of riding the carousel, riding the train, and seeing what comes along, and yeah. same as the rest of the world, waiting to see when the world goes back to normal. Not that it should go back to normal, yeah. learn from mistakes of the past, but you get my point. With scare acting, it's a lot more personal experience. It's definitely a lot more immersive because you're taking you through the show, as it, as if it were, it's different to like a stage show or like a show in another form. And I think or a TV show with that, like that yeah. in, yeah, in normal times, you can, you can get really close to the person and bring them into the story. And I think... With scare acting, that's such a that's such an interesting concept, and um, I, d I don't really know what the question was, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you're you're absolutely right. Like it's it, like I said, uh, when I mentioned earlier when I was talking about my first time going into caves, like it changed everything for me because there's just nothing like it, like that immersive experience that you get, um, and you know like my experience in the past like i said was always theater you know and you know if you're on a stage there's a distance between you and you and your audience um 
So it, it really does change the game completely when you're, one, the improv, you know, because you're not just a machine that's running off the same scripts and the same lines over and over again. You, you know, you're being creative. Um, and you're, you're putting this person through real emotions at times because, you know, your, your guests tend to fit into different categories. I have yeah. categories for them anyway in terms of, and I mentioned this in my own video, where generally five seconds of you walking into the attraction and we can, I, can, I can place you in terms of like how I think you're going to respond and how I think you're going to act. And that just comes from experience when you've done it, especially like you've been creep. We were getting through 6,000, 7,000 people a day. You're like, you, yeah. you notice the, the patterns after a while. And, you know, yeah. there are exceptions, but by and large, generally we're right. Uh, and that's ranges from you walking in and me thinking, yeah, you're here to be disruptive and show off to friends and yeah. stuff like that to you're willing to play along. You're not actually scared, but you're here for a good time and you want to play along and have an experience. That's absolutely fine too. And then you get people that are genuinely absolutely cacking it. You know, <laughs> yeah, and in between. Yeah, and, and this is the thing, like, so, like you have watched a film or read a book or listened to a piece of music and just got lost in it to the point yeah. where when you when it comes up the end, we get to the last page, you kind of bring yourself back into reality a little bit and like you are lost in that world. And yeah. some people can, a lot of people can reach that in a scare maze where that like they suspend their disbelief so much. It's not just, oh, I know I'm okay, but I'm going to play along and have a scream. And it's like when you do a roller coaster, you know you're going to be fine, but yeah. just, you scream because yeah. of the rush, because you're in that moment. And you yeah. know, that's why uh, Friday Nights works so well as a, yeah. as a theme park LP because it's about the thrill, yeah. um, about the adrenaline pumping. Um, yeah. and, and you get people that like, they are just absolutely terrified. Uh, but at the same time you get, and this is one of my personal challenges I like to set for myself, you get the people who, whether, not, whether they want to play along or they want to be disruptive, it, it, it's not the point. The point is they come in and they're not scared. Yeah. And you as an actor sometimes can push them to what I call alert phase, which is that moment where it's a moment between them look, looking at you and thinking you're an actor, you're not going to do anything to me. And you can do something that puts them into that panic moment of, oh my God, this person's actually going to go for me. Like, <laughs> you know, and they might even be thinking, oh wow. Like they're not necessarily thinking, oh, this is actually Lucas Buckwheat and he's actually this weird thing is going to kill me. You can put them into this phase of, oh, this actor, is a little bit nuts and gonna break the rules. You see what I mean? And that's a yeah. very interesting thing to plan. And I used to say that occasionally as a line. Like if there was a big group coming by and it was quiet enough that I felt like I could be heard, I would say things like, I've only had three accidents this year. Or like little things to try and make them feel like that. Okay, this group doesn't believe I'm Lucas Buckwheat. They're not intimidated. So let me make them think instead that I'm an actor that's a little bit nuts and will actually hit them and not care about the consequences from the bottom. <laughs> and then yeah. it becomes an entirely different game because no longer are they, oh, I'm in a scare maze dealing with actors. It's like, you should have met this actor I dealt with today. He was so unprofessional. He was actually going to hit me. And of course, I never have and never will do that. <laughs> if you yeah. can make someone, even if it's just for that split moment, think that you will, then you've done your job and you've still yeah. given them the experience that they weren't necessarily expecting to get. Um, so yeah, we can, we can sum you up pretty quickly in terms of what category you fit in. And you know, if you are one of these people that is being enthusiastic and playing along and showing us that, we'll give you more. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it astounds me how some people walk through, I've seen it so many times, some people walk through with the most 
dead-faced expression, looking the actors up and down, giving them looks, and or even <laughs> making comments about like, what is he doing? And like, that's crazy. Or like, or even this, it's a simple one, but I'll come up to someone and I'll do some sort of, eh, eh, yeah, straight to them and they'll go, hello. <laughs> and it's just, it's a bit like, my first thought is, Love that. okay, you're not, you don't want to play along. I'll stop giving you my attention. I'll stop performing for you. And this is what I think I talked about, actors communicating with each other. Like, another yeah. actor has seen that. And we're no longer going to perform for you either. So you're ruining your own experience. And I know what it is. It's the, it's the person that gets a scare and they go specifically, hello, because in their head they're like, I'm not scared. I want you to know that I am not scared. And it's like it's going to impress us. Like, if you're not scared, that's fine. Absolutely fine. But if you, like, if you feel the need to be that petty, then why am I like, don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna like go for you or anything, but I'm just not gonna perform for you and I'm not gonna give you my time, you know, because why should I when there's other people around you who do want the experience and the thrill, you know? And I'm not yeah. saying don't say hello to the actor, you know, I've had people walk in and go, hi, and that's them starting a conversation and almost saying, I would like an interaction with your character, please. That's yeah, not, yeah. it's when you're doing it in sarcastic ways and stuff. Um, so yeah, it astounds me how some people walk through an entire attraction with just most dead face, being rude, giving all the directions. They get to the end and I hear them go, that one's very good. Are you curious as to why you didn't get a very good interaction <laughs> Like, it's no surprise that the people that seem to be having such fun, laughing, screaming, are the ones that are getting involved and playing along. <laughs> like, it's not rocket science. If you want a good experience in a scare maze, Work with the actors, whether it's because you're actually terrified, in which case, more power to you. Well done for letting yourself get so immersed. You will be perfectly fine. Enjoy the ride. Or if you're the person that's, I know they're not going to do anything for me. I don't feel any genuine fear. But yeah. I, would like to, I would like the interaction. I would like to, walk, like some people walked through and weren't scared once, but they had a funny moment or an interesting moment with every actor. And that to them was more than good enough. They didn't need to feel scared. Like, you can just be creeped out by, like, I give, I give my, do you like bugs monologue? And that's talking about people being, I was going to swear there, people being, no, don't worry about it. People being dickheads if they discriminate against you for the colour of your skin or what you believe in and stuff like that. People that I don't have time for. And I turned yeah. that into a monologue this year where I was like, did you know there's 12 different types of bugs that eat wood? But the interesting part is they don't discriminate. They eat brown wood, black wood, white wood, skinny wood, fat wood. I think the human beings can learn a few things from bugs. And that's more like a meta, that's more like a quote for life. Yeah, but yeah. people are creeped out because I'm talking about bugs. And generally, people don't like bugs. And just the yeah. way you tell it and the way I'm looking at you really deep in the eye yeah. and doing all these things, that's what makes that story scary. I could be reading a shopping list. It doesn't really <laughs> matter what you say as an Bloody hell. One of the shout out to Brandon, um, who played uh, John James in the attraction. Um, if you went through the attraction, you recognize the moonshine bar had a table that was on wheels, and some of the actors used to lean across and things like that. Yeah, it was on wheels. Brandon used to wheel that down Zone Freeze Isle and shouting from Harry Potter, anything off the trolley, dears. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him do that multiple times, and it was hilarious. But I saw so many people. Like, not even take in, oh, he's being weird and being stupid and being silly and making a Harry Potter quote. That, he, that to them is like, this is just a buckwheat who has probably got knives and chainsaws in his trolley. 
you know, but it doesn't matter yeah. what you say, it's the way you do it, you know, yeah. like what you take and help. But my point is, you could read shopping list and be scary. So, yeah. to go back to your what ended up not being a question but more a statement about the immersion of the, of the experience, I hope all of that is a good response to that in terms yeah. of the actual yeah. right? there's There's nothing like it, man. It just it's a whole new ball game and Oh, it's a thrill, and, and, and I love it. And anyone, that whether you're an actor that's experienced it or a guest that's experienced it, then you know, you get yeah. it. You know, you understand that passion for it. And yeah. So. I think you definitely, you need, to, you need to interact, as you said, with the actors to make it a good experience. Uh, the only time I've really had that kind of opportunity is at Oktoberfest. But I asked them to sing a song about RMC, and... It, they they go along with it and as long as you keep interactive with them it goes a long way and this is the thing like the, you've pushed the actor show the actor you want more and they'll give you more yeah, so like i yeah. had tons of stories and monologues that are to do with backstory of my character that you only got if you if i felt like you deserved it you know, and I'm not saying that in a big up way, like, oh, you deserve my performance. That's not just me. That's every actor. Every actor's got special lines or ways of scaring and things that take up a lot of their personal energy. Yeah. And they'll reward the guests that are being polite and playing along and getting involved. You will be rewarded with a better experience. And in by terms of me, that meant that you might got more, you might get more stories and you get my yeah. get you might get pulled aside into Lucas's office and, and uh, let, let me whisper in your ear Lucas's lullaby and told a story. And like, that depends on how much you push. And don't get me wrong, you're not always going to get that response. Like, if you've come through with a big group and there's tons of people around you, we can't pull you, I can't pull you aside and give you a two-minute monologue because I've got other guests that I've got to get to. And like, sometimes you've just got to do scares that interact with the entire group, whether that's a chainsaw yeah. spot or me crawling around or whatever it is. If it's yeah. wire, and you've got the opportunity, then yeah. by all means, push the actor and ask them questions and, you know, see how much you can get out of this actor, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, have the respect to know if the actor hints to you, well, it's time for you to go meet my family. My brother over there, he's down to see you. That's probably the actor saying, you've had, you've had your time with me. It's time to move on. And that's not rudeness. That's, there are other guests, there are other actors that would like to interact with you. So, you know, the, the, the yeah. guests that play along and get, and get involved they will, uh, will always be rewarded for it. And yeah. that's not to say, you know, every, everyone is a guest that, is in, that has paid a ticket and is entitled to an experience. And you will get an experience. But yeah. how personal you want that to be is up to you. It's completely up yeah. to you. Can we end it here, I think? Um, well, I've got a quick question. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> About the chainsaws. <laughs> so how are they? What's, what's making them safe? Uh, so the chain has been removed. So okay. it, it, that is the main part of a chainsaw that does any damage. Um, the main part, I, I don't know the technical words for all these parts, uh, but the, the main part of the chain that you would expect the chain to be on, without that chain, it's just, it's just plastic. Loud wood. thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they purposely make them like five times louder than they need to be. So normal yeah. chainsaws aren't actually that loud. If you've been in Creek or any attraction with a ch with a with a chainsaw, a scare, tra scare chainsaw, you'll notice that they are loud. Af. They are incredibly loud. Real yeah. chainsaw isn't it is loud, but they have specifically modified these ones to be much louder than they need to be, just for the effects. Uh, but no, the chain's been removed. They they are absolutely one hundred percent safe. You are like yeah. I could run the whole thing across your skin, and you would not feel anything. The only danger to it is obviously they are they do have petrol. 
uh, yep. because you know that's how a chainsaw works. Um, so they can get hot in certain places, uh, but you know that that's why they're built in a way where you hold, where you've got handles to hold it in the right place. Um, every actor is given chainsaw training. Every actor that's taken very very seriously. You don't just get into Creek Freak and the hand your chainsaw and go have at it. There was a, there's a half there's an entire half day where you learn to use the chainsaw correctly. You have to sit down and you're given a presentation by people that are qualified to teach it. Um, and then you have to pass a quiz. You get like, after you've had your whole training, you get pulled aside uh, by one of the uh, one of the management team, one of the team leaders, uh, and they will sit there with like uh, a booklet of all like health and safety precautions. And they will quiz you. Uh, and, and if you don't, have sufficient answers to these questions you won't be given a chainsaw and that was again we had two actors this year that were not full-time in creep they just came in a couple of days but they were in last year's cast um Jason yeah. Serby and Kieran Duna and also shout out to Alice who was in creep last year and she was the swing show captain this year which meant that she was the show captain for every attraction she was working bouncing between them so fair play to work yeah. for, her, for her workload uh but yeah Jason and Kieran were both in the attraction last year, and this year they were in um, they were crows. And there were a couple, oh, right, of yeah. yeah, there were a couple of attraction um, days this year where we were short numbered. So they came over to join in, and on that day they weren't allowed to use chainsaws because even though they'd used them the previous year, it's a new contract that even they they know perfectly well how to use those chainsaws. They'd used them more than any of us by that point, but they still had to go through the training again before they were allowed to. Yeah. So it's taken very seriously because even though they are perfectly safe for guests, we have to know all the potential dangers. And it's just things like yeah. if we notice it's leaking, for an example, you know, if you've got petrol leaking out the chainsaw, you know, just a spark and that's big, big trouble. So, you know, there were times where if there ever was a leak, that area of the zone would be completely closed until, yeah. until that was perfectly cleaned up because health and safety first, man, like, and especially in an attraction like that, and even if it's just water, you know, you don't want people to running, you know, you don't want people slipping, you know, obviously yeah. Yeah. Days, there's very, very little you can do to help that. But by and large, the, the whole staff do everything they can to keep it safe. Well, that was a um, really, really interesting um, insight into acting at Thorpe. And if anyone else, you know, is interested in acting next year, there's a little insight for you. Um, for anyone watching, thank you so much for watching and listening, wherever you're watching it. Uh, and make sure next time you go oh, on a video, don't look down. Hey. Let's not. <laughs>